0: Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha podcast for Round 16 2022. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who has a scoop on where Dustin Martin will be playing next year. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, G'day Michael, g'day Junk Timers
1: and I tell you what, we are going to be the darlings of the journalistic circuit people are speculating all the time where is he going to be next year you know is he going to stay at richmond all the talk is that he's going to follow in buddy's footsteps and head up to sydney because he doesn't like the limelight michael he wants to keep it you know nice and quiet he doesn't he doesn't like people talking about him a man with neck tattoo jets around the country and just wants to blend know. in <laughs> He just—he doesn't. He just wants to be an anonymous face in the crowd. He's Michael. like, hey, he just wants look to- at that.
0: <laughs> don't look at that wad of cash I'm currently holding in my hand. <laughs> look at
1: my eyes. Look at my eyes. He wants to live the rest of his life like a schnook, <laughs> and he's not getting that. But. I have the inside word. So if you're out there, if you're listening, Sam McClure, John mm. Ralph, Tom Brown, whoever you might be, Mitch Cleary, I know that you guys listen in. I'm you know, sure you never report us, but we always see every one of our stories pops up <laughs> in a paraphrased <laughs> way every week on Super Footy in the Age, yep, on Footy Class. Footy. I, it's fucking sickening, actually, on the AFL website. Just, just name us. Mm-hmm. So I have heard that the AFL, and they've kept this really quiet because everyone's been talking about the new franchise is going to be um, potentially coming in Tasmania. That's going to be the 19th team. Wrong. Everyone's got it wrong. There is actually going to be a team, and this is the big surprise, that's going to be coming out of Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Gamblers... No way. ...are going to be the 19th team, and this is how quickly it's going to happen now. They're talking about... Tasmania. First, you got to build the stadium. Yep. Then you got to get the team. Then you got to get the players. The Las Vegas gamblers are ready to go. They have two hundred million dollar stadium ready to roll. Four hundred million dollars if it comes up on black. So this is a team <laughs> that has money to burn, Michael. If shit comes up for them, right. <laughs> now they're always worried about how they're going to get players to go to Tasmania. They're going to have yep. to pull you know really marquee players from each team. What I'm going to say is with the Las Vegas gamblers, you are going to struggle to cut that list down to 44, 45 players.
0: I feel like you're right. Yeah, 23-year-old, 24-year-old, 25-year-old players are Mate. going like, hmm, what do I pick? Hobart <laughs> for the winter. <laughs> yes. Oh, beautiful yes. Vegas where the weather never changes. The
1: weather never changes, and also it's going to be the one team that's going to get, have at least thirty category B, category B international rookies from Colombia. A first ever, our first ever <laughs> Colombian footballers. We are taking the game to the world, and what I love is, you know, once the team is put together, it's going to be the hardest thing is going to be getting any information out of them because you yeah. know when they start to do their preseason, because as you know, what happens on preseason. It fucking stays on preseason. <laughs> so if any of the journos spill the beans, it's gonna
0: be like, hey, 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 I thought we talked about this. Hey, 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 how about we meet for a coffee mm. about an hour out of Vegas <laughs> in the desert. In the a desert. Little chat, yeah. A little yeah. chat. Yeah, we read what you we read what you wrote in the
1: papers. Hey, yeah, We're not hey, happy about it.
0: Have you met my friend Joe Pesci? Have you met my friend Joe Pesci? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a penny, wants to sign something on your fucking neck. <laughs> So Dusty wants to go over there, okay, so who do, who do you yeah. reckon are most likely, like, let's kind of put together a coaching team, a, a playing list of people who might yeah. want to go over and play in Vegas. Now I reckon, do you think Swanee is a head coach kind of role or is Swanee more like a, um, a footy manager kind of area role, you know, back office kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I would think so. Like, he, I know he kind of dabbles in playing in the sport, but the, the the passion, the love isn't there. Maybe for, maybe a first year kind of co- playing coach, like they did with sort of James McDonald and, mm-hmm. and Dean Brogan when they went to GWS in their formative years. He could spend the first year, you know, he only has to play four or five, you know, rounds, and then he's rested for the rest of them. Um just so he, you know, he has to. Well, let's say he's recovering. For Sorry, a few did you of say? Did you that. say
0: he's rested or he's arrested rested?
1: For- <laughs> he's just rested. He's rested because we're getting into exceptionally dodgy territory as we speak. <laughs> but I think that could be quite quite a big list. And I think um, what I love is that as soon as they, you know name everyone who's in the team all the junk times be like oh yeah 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 they, they belong I've, I've heard that rumor too we, we can't go into you know we can't name names here but you sort of go oh yeah that, that's gonna happen i see i think like footy manager would probably have to be the one and only ricky nixon now he, oh, perfect perfect yeah so i think perfect. he's been a forgotten man but he knows football And goddamn, would he know his way around Las Vegas?
0: I think we need to get Chad Fletcher on the list, make a comeback, because he Mm. has some unfinished business in Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) But then also I like the idea that, like, you know how Mm. the Giants had breakfast point? I like the idea of them all living, like, at Caesar's Palace, like, as a group. Like, you know, kind of to bond, to bond, obviously to bond, you know. Uh, And then doing their recovery in, like, the fountain at Caesar's (laughs) uh, Caesar's Palace.
1: Yeah why not you can and you know you're getting your massages on the cabana beside the pool There are there are a lot of upside. There's a lot of upside to this You got a lot of happy players who are a little bit sad on Tuesdays, but they get happy again by the weekend (laughs) You're taking the game to the world They're in a sunny environment and it's just it's perfect for you know setting up a list You're gonna have people wanting
0: to go you know actually actually now you I mean talking about Vegas like Mm. I think it actually is the perfect town where you can literally say for every game, it's perfect conditions for football. I think you can literally say it every every single game. So that's great. Now, now I have not uh, been to Vegas. How
1: do you think... Oh, haven't you? um, No, how do you think the Vegas locals would take... You know, the, the Vegas Gamblers, would they adopt them as their as their own? You know, the, the Raiders have moved there. They've got the, uh, the Knights in the ice hockey. So they've got a few franchises already there. How do or you reckon we, they'd accept the Gamblers? Why
0: don't we talk a little bit about that? By the fact, you're more the NFL fan and um, NHL yep. fan than I. And then I can tell you about my time in Vegas. But, like, uh, so... Uh, Raiders have been, you know, jumped between LA and Oakland a few times. Now they've kind of yes. made a home in um in Vegas. Have they been accepted by the locals, or is Vegas like a transient town where, you know, I'm going to imagine Vegas is the kind of town where a lot of people move there or go there for holidays or move there to work at the casinos, and then also it's mainly a town where people are working in jobs which supply the casinos, whether it be yes. Yeah, I work. So there I, I think
1: I, I imagine what happens there is, as you said, it, it's probably tourists who dip in and out, you know, for weeks or weekends, and then the people who actually live there who aren't working in, say, the casino or the entertainment industry are people who don't want their faces shown on a jumbotron, <laughs> so they would prefer not to go to the games. But the, the Raiders kind of. Because the Raiders are set up as, like, this, uh, like, dark, evil entity, mm. even when they're in Oakland, particularly when they went to L.A. and then back to Oakland, you know, they got, like, um, if you see at the end of their end zone where their fans are, they're some evil-looking motherfuckers. And when they move to Vegas, you're like, oh, they kind of belong. Yeah, like okay, That kind gotcha. of suits them. Yeah. And the it's, and the knights they're a fresh franchise as well, and they've kind of got that little bit of darkness going about them as well.
0: Okay, yeah, because the Vegas uh, the Raiders fans kind of always had a bit of a look about them, like the the QAnon Shaman Buffalo guy. Yeah, at the capital, there's a bit of that uh, slash kind of Phantom of the Opera kind of like yeah yeah that, throat, like yeah that hybrid low level hybrid. evil I suppose yeah yeah. I went to Vegas probably. 18 odd years ago So I went to A friend's wedding In America And then kind of You know Travelled from Like New York To the The left of the map Across the country Um, And And why
1: were you there Was David Copperfield Performing Was um, Siegfried uh, and Roy Had a show Was um,
0: um, Yeah Donnie yeah, Andrew Dice Clay Were doing a few shows Uh, I I went there I made the fatal error Of going by myself so See, that's the reason I have never been there, because I have only been to the States alone.
1: Like, I've met people in cities, but yep. um, I just feel that it would just be an odd city to be there by oneself.
0: Yes, yeah, so I probably went for two or three days, and I did find it interesting. Like, when you fly in there, and you can kind of, if my memory serves, you can see kind of like a pyramid in the distance, and you go like this should not be here at all, you know? Like, Oh, see, I mean, Geelong's got the Sphinx, so I think that <laughs> these cities are allowed well, actually, to have um, their you own didn't let me finish. ancient pharaoh. I said I got emotional because yeah, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it reminded me of the Sphinx at Geelong. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, started singing, where are Geelong, everybody, come on. And then there are like, uh, uh, yeah, again, it's been a long time, but they're like poking machines like um, kind of at the airport um yep. and then also uh you know when you go on the escalators and stuff and it's like you know please hold on to the left hand or you know walk on the right but they, yep. they were done those announcements were done by celine dion and don rickles so it's like hi i'm don rickles when you go on the what wa- uh, travel leader yeah right walk on so the it's left. just all built for entertainment and then went to stayed at caesar's Palace. Um, and then basically kind of just walked around to all the different casinos, which obviously all look the same, but there's obviously a bit of a novelty. I didn't go to any shows. Caesar Palace was where she might st- still be doing it, but Celine, I think Celine had just started, uh, her residency. So there yep. was a Celine Dion shop and I bought a friend, a Celine Dion candle, uh, to bring back for her. And they were playing, like in that shop, they played Celine a, Dion, like...
1: Not a scented candle like Gwyneth Paltrow.
0: No, I don't think. Oh, I mean, that one okay. technology hasn't been formed, hadn't been formed yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I did think because that shop would be open twenty four hours a day. And yeah. I thought if you work there like an eight hour shift and you're playing Celine Dion for eight hours, like you <laughs> probably want want to kill yourself by the end of that shift. Yeah, right. It's like wow. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people only work here for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> Just move on. But I didn't go to a show. Actually, I should have done that um i think so what did you do
1: during the day if you're not going to a show well i wandered around
0: it it uh because the strip uh, is massive isn't it yeah yeah it's a a, i mean it was like 45 degrees yeah and also perfect conditions for football well obviously yeah that we we agree with that but then it it must have been a few years after the kind of disneyfication of vegas so there was a lot of families with Prams and little yep. kids and stuff walking around, um, and then people walking around with like you know glowing, you know, uh, drink glasses with straws drinking a mojito or whatever.
1: So, so a lot so of bucks parties and hens nights that kind of thing getting around. You. Oh, sorry, bachelor party if you're in the states.
0: I suppose so. I figure if like, I think it'd be the mecca for that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. But yeah, but I I I don't really remember much more than that. But I kind of I think I just kind of basically walked up to. Every casino. Oh, and then also like the buffet. Like I think I went to one buffet and had like twelve different meats on my plate <laughs> at the same time. Like yep, that kind yep. of stuff was pretty sick. Because no, you can.
1: Yeah. No, it was amazing. So what you? Okay. So what you're saying there, you, your career could be quite short lived because when you get there, you're a fit young man, and then two years into your career. You've got type 4 diabetes. Yeah, for and sure. you have ballooned out and can't fit into your jumper
0: anymore. Um, no, it's always I find like um, when you watch like um, the soap operas, like, you know, Neighbours Home and Away and stuff like that. And kind of the people come on the show and they're like, you know, you know, pencil thin. And then after yep. a few months, like you kind of go, oh, that's... <laughs> and, it's, and you go, oh, yeah, because they're eating bacon and eggs every morning when they get there at five in the morning and then have a big lunch and have a dinner and, yeah, people are eating.
1: fuck <laughs> Eating catering as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: And catering yeah. like on T V shows if you don't know, like is often like over the top. We love it, thank you very much. But it's like here's a cake for lunch. It's like no yes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's do the that. most ridiculous the most ridiculous fasty stuff you when can do. When it's ever over the top, yeah, when it's like a big yeah. budget thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Speaking of big budget and over the top. Oh I was gonna say no need to go to Vegas this year, guys, because That's right. <laughs> save your money. Save you $20 because we are announcing an annual bi-week live show that has not happened since 2019. Oh, yeah. We are back, baby. Sunday, August 28th
1: at uh, 4 o'clock at the European Beer Cafe in the City. Tickets are available at Try Booking. You can jump on there, type in junk time, live, something like that, low dog. Um and we've got another show. So it'll be, uh, obviously, Michael and myself, we have not booked any acts, but has that – have we ever disappointed? Have we ever – Ever let you Ever down. disappointed? Yeah, come on, junk timers. So get on board. Uh, tickets available, trybooking.com, Sunday, August 28th. And this <clears> – <throat> I know that the AFL have gone head-to-head with us this year. So it's not it's not a done it bye again. week as such. But they are launching the AFLW that weekend. So if they – You know what's going to happen is they're going to look at that and after the first round of the AFLW, they're going to go, I think we've made a fucking huge mistake. I think you're right. The dent in the numbers. like We thought that Essendon v Hawthorne at Marvel would probably pull around 40,000 and it's only pulled 39,980 and it's because the other
0: 20 are at our fucking venue. I'm actually pretty pumped about that, and also um, that game is actually on the Saturday night, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's Saturday night, so fuck, that's going to be fucking sick. I'm going to come down for Is it at weekend. Marvel? Have they announced that? Uh, not Marvel. It is at Port Melbourne.
1: Oh, great, because I mm. think they're kicking off with Collingwood and Carlton at, uh, at Icon Park like they did many, many years ago when we first um, started the AFLW at the game that I was there with um, Seattle running back Marshall and Lynch, who didn't get a photo with me, so thanks, Beast Mode.
0: Wait, what? You were there at the game with him? Uh,
1: yeah, so it was AFLW, uh, very first game yeah. at Princess Park, and it was packed, and there was this like entourage, I've told this story on the show before, but there was this entourage walking past us, we were in the kind of, I was in the uh, AFL section, because I'm doing uh, You have You
0: well. have not told, told this story before, I, I promise you.
1: And so... This entourage walked past, and it was kind of like they stood out because it was like a lot of bling and just big, big units walking (laughs) past. And they went. Three of them were called Turtle. Yeah. And so we were like behind the goals in the pocket, sort of that new fancy end at um, Princess Park. And they walked past, went and stood on the boundary line for a bit. And I said to my partner at the time, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Marshall and Lynch, the guy Beast Mode. And I'd been telling her about him. He was a running back for the Seattle Seahawks. And... When he scored a touchdown, the fans would throw Skittles into the end zone because his mum used to feed him Skittles when he was a kid. And so this became a thing that they would just rain Skittles. So as he's coming back, I said, "Uh, Marshawn, can I grab a photo? Mm -hmm. And he's like, absolutely. And so then he stood next to me for like, a millisecond, and then just walked away. Yeah, well, and all I have is him exiting frame. No so it's way,
0: me and me in the back of Marshall and Lynch's hair. So, what do you think he was in town for then? I've never heard this story before. I guarantee you, you've never told this story on the pod. Okay, I'm not. I uh, wasn't keeping it
1: on the on the lowdown. Just you know, I I have no idea. I actually have no idea why I he was here because my partner worked. Um, for I Nike. think she might have just started at Fox Forty, but yeah, it was oh, associated so, yeah. with Nike, and she was like, oh, I've. Haven't heard anything about this.
0: Well, maybe Marshawn, maybe Marshawn was there because he was like, "Fuck AFLW is kicking off." Yeah, big fan. Gonna head down. That actually was an epic day. That day, it was actually epic. Do you remember when Gill showed up out the front? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was trying full. to calm people down, <laughs> and people were angry. And the guys go like "Going, why are you making it free?" <laughs> I was like, "Mate, <laughs> yeah, can you calm the fuck down, mate?" Yeah, you're heckling me for this fucking amazing event where we're fucking packed out. The very first AFLW game. It's amazing. Yes. So, so. so anyway, so. it's not going to be a lot shitter this year because we're up against it. So well, sorry, yeah.
1: AFLW. But you took on a giant and you're going to lose. Do you think Clarko is a dirty thief? I've always thought it. <laughs> I've always thought it, you know. Um, you, you just wonder, like, you know, not only is he still getting paid by Hawthorne, but what mm-hmm. else is still going on? Like, does he... Is he because if he's still an employee, right? Technically, he's still an employee because he's getting paid. Is he rocking up late at night, you know, just using the swiping card going in, just fucking stapler, you know, some A4 paper, fuck off? I'm not doing not going printing. over the top. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not going over the top because then you get, you know,
0: people question you. Yeah, but sure, going, sure. Fuck, I, I thought there was heaps more paper in this. Now they're like, Clark, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, uh, I, forgot, yeah. I forgot a pair of sneakers here, yeah. like, about August last year. I was <laughs> going to come back, just to make sure they're yeah. here. So he's been... He had a run-in with Johnny Law. Oh, God. He had a run-in with Johnny Law, AFL coaching legend Alice Clarkson, was quizzed by police mm. as he helped himself to some bluestone bricks in Albert Park last week.
1: Now, first you got to say, how dare you deprive those poor, poor-suffering people of Albert Park, Albert Park. Of, their, of their hard-earned bluestones? I mean, hasn't inflation hit hard enough when you are taking... <laughs> You are
0: taking blue stones from when the mouths to, of these poor people. You have to scavenger for blue yeah. stone bricks for blue stones. Yeah, in the in the lower socioeconomic uh, Melbourne suburb of Albert <laughs> Park. So I think he walked past the construction site and noticed that like there was a, a few bunch of bricks kind of uh, knocked down. I suppose. Yeah. And so Clarko went. Um, I think I might help myself. And the only problem I th- actually,
1: being I, th- I think it was some rubbish here it says a little bit of hard rubbish on the curb so people have someone's obviously pulled it out of their garden put it out for hard rubbish kalako's picked up that he's got himself a mattress an exercise bike that's rusted and an ironing board so he's doing fucking quite well for himself
0: but i think that does that sum up albert park a little bit more like people for their hard rubbish to put in bluestone bricks out on the on the hard rubbish kind of going like you know like <laughs> oh, i don't need this you know, perfectly chiseled design thing that my, um, you know, backyard renovator put in, you know, a decade (laughs) ago. if you've
1: you've just landscaped, and you've got all these excess blue stones, what are you going to do? Give it to the help? What, are they going (laughs) to put it in their fucking, put it in their one-bedroom commission flat? I don't
0: think so, Michael. (laughs) But actually, to your point, he said, (laughs) actually, it's a nice little turn of phrase from the Herald Sun, Klyko told the popo. Mm, There you go. He was... He was a keen gardener and currently unemployed. But to your point, uh, I think you're fine, Clarko. Yeah. You're getting a cheeky little paycheck every week from the Hawthorne Football Club. Getting a little bit
1: of a job keeper from Hawthorne. Wait a second, Clarko.
0: It's tax time. What were you filling out on your form the last... (laughs)
1: I want to jump on Gumtree and just type in broken bluestones and see if an A Clarkson pops up and see yeah, how Clark much he's was charging like, yeah, for him.
0: like, yeah, I'm unemployed. Um, mm. I Declared his earnings, though, at eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars <laughs> 900000 Yeah. So he uh, had a, a little chat in with the... Do you think Johnny Law came past him when he was doing it or do you think someone I reckon. dogged him in? I
1: reckon they're probably... It's just one of those, you know, coincidences. They see him and they go, Oi, what are you doing? And he would have been like... It's just out for hard rubbish. And then he would have given them the Clarko death stare. The cops would have shut themselves, got back in the car, gone back to the um, police station and just never spoken of it again. And they are embarrassed that this has come out.
0: Clarko said, I was grabbing some broken bluestone that I believed had been dug up and abandoned from a road work site. Mm. Uh, The police stopped to check what I was doing. They have confirmed they have no issue with my conduct. What? What do you think the cops were looking at? Sorry, Popo. If you, I think if you're picking up a rock off a nature strip, do you think it's a bit out of line for the cops to stop you to ask what you're doing? I don't feel, yeah, I don't feel so like that's know, a crime.
1: That, is there more to this story? Like, was there was there suddenly and because there's a lot of alleyways in Melbourne if you've never been, particularly around there, was there an alleyway that was just? Just empty, just a dirt alleyway. They just all of a sudden had no blue stones, and Clarko's claiming he's just got one. And then you know they look at his car, and the boot is just touching the ground. They're like, "Can you open up your boot, there, Mister?" <laughs> he's like, "I <laughs> oh, fucking, I wouldn't open the boot, mate. I wouldn't get me to open the boot."
0: Um. So speculation a little bit about mm. Clarko's future. Um. Uh, having a rough conversation with the Giants. Yeah, it was very weirdly
1: reported, wasn't it? It said hmm. it basically said he's open to start a dialogue with GWS, which means what exactly?
0: Yeah, so from I think the most recent article that he um, they've called him or maybe his manager, and they hadn't heard yep. back. Yeah. Now our friend James heard he has said he's ruled himself out of that job, obviously, because yep. the chocolate business obviously must be and yep. obviously. Commitments with the Poodles yeah. Um, and then Stewie Jew Has signed a two year deal I believe this week Which actually I want to yeah. Pat him on the back for that That's actually quite the achievement By the fact that uh, They would have been going hard For Clarko And then also They're the, a little bit like The little engine that could The um, the Suns this year Like they're on Eight Seven wins I think Eight well, Seven yep. wins If they have a good run Into f- the next You know Half a dozen rounds If they win four out of them Then they're looking at You know maybe push it into finals. Oh,
1: or their highest ever finish. And the other thing that kind of is the pat on the back as well is how many players are staying. Yep. Jack Lacocia signed on. Isaac Rankine signed on. Um, Max King. Uh, sorry, Ben King's already signed on. So there's a lot of players who go, mate, we love hanging out with Stewie Jew. He's a cool dude.
0: And then you kind of think about where where could Clarko go. So uh, people are talking about Don Pike. They're talking about Mark McVeigh. They're talking about Clarko for the Giants. Because yep. obviously North could be a shake-up you imagine. The, but then but Clarko I'm,
1: has stated that he wants a side in premiership contention. So that's that's the this thing that's stopping him from pretty much any side that you would imagine is in the bottom four yeah. that would keep him away from. Although, you know, Essendon could turn around, you imagine, very quickly. West Coast have started playing a lot better since they've got their players back, but they seem to be... Sticking with Adam Simpson, and what is going to happen with Ken Hinckley in Port Adelaide?
0: Yeah, good question. Yeah, great um, questions
1: without notice.
0: I mean, they all are. I mean, uh, mm. I can't remember what Ratton's contract statement um, situation is at the minute, but there was an article a couple of weeks ago, I think, that they were talking about maybe Clark over there. So, but having said that, and I, I just want to reiterate everything mm. I read written by football journalists. I believe one hundred and ten percent. You're good like that. But yeah, it's kind of curious, like where he could go, and also uh, he said there was a quote from him as well. Like he he has a bit, a bit of a thing gnawing at him, and he's like, "Was I just lucky that I was at that club at that time with those players, or am I, or am I actually, you know, capable of building another team again?" Uh,
1: I mean, I think I th- you know what? Genuinely, I think it was a little bit of a little bit of both. I mean, Buddy is a one of one in the generation player. Ruffey is very fucking good. Obviously, Hodges another one. That you like, and you know Jordan Lewis. You had a lot of good players that you picked up early in the draft, but then you had, you know, like the the beautiful Ryan Showmakers, and mm. a lot of players at your bottom six. So you go, probably, you know, weren't elite, but they won flags and they got the, they got they played their role, Michael. That's how many what you can
0: ask How many flags did they win? How many in that Clarko period? How many? Do you, I can't I can't I can't, I can't remember. Can you can you tell me how many they
1: nah. No, my internet's not working. So So
0: Caro uh, is talking about the AFL doing a full intervention at North Melbourne. They're furious. They're angry. They probably want them to go to Tasmania. But they're looking at kind of going in there and sending the black ops in to look at every role. And she does talk about this in the article. It's like the CEO, the football manager, the president. Mm. You know who actually she didn't mention? Who's probably safe? Well, well, whose, Whose
1: problem I think it might be. Have you seen how much North Melbourne have been falling over and just embarrassing <laughs> themselves on the park like have a chat to the bootstutter.
0: Can not keep their feet? yeah I like the idea of an actual intervention so like and I like the idea of like <laughs> 20 of 20 of North Melbourne's closest friends sit around well, or even like the idea like the mascot is like you know leaving the rooms one night and like all yeah. of a sudden like all of the other seventeen mascots are yeah. are there and they're, he's like he's like, ah, oh, okay, I know. I know. And they're like they're like, Yeah, like we've been meaning to do this for a while. Like yeah. there's Captain Carlton and he's like, you know you've been rubbish for a while, mate. Yeah. I think they've broken a record of like I think it's like uh eleven games where they've lost 50 by more plus? Than fifty points or something. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, Ignatius Swan is there um with the old bloke. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta Kenny. pull your finger out, mate. It's not looking yeah. good.
1: Wouldn't it be I mean, great though, like after the press conference, so Dave uh David Noble spoke to the press today and you know, they're they're united. They're, the board's right behind him. But just if he was like whisked away in the black ops van, like just he's they just come over, bag over the head, into the van, straight into the black black van, Mercedes drives away, people are like, What the fuck just happened there? And then they're like, I don't know. And then they just take him underneath the bolty and then they're just like, What's your fucking game plan, mate? <laughs> Do the players like you? What are you doing with Jason Horn Francis? And just really interrogate. Like you wanna you wanna get to the bones of you want you want David Noble to tell you exactly what's going on. I think we need some torture. And I think, you know, I'm not saying like rip all his fingernails out, but a little bit of waterboarding is gonna tell you what his long term plans are with Todd
0: Goldstein. Well, I think his long term plans are like, Can I at least survive until round seventeen? Like I don't know what the AFL actually does. Like apart apart from pouring money on the problem, mm. and then getting Rusey in for a three million dollar five minute zoom.
1: <laughs> Maybe they need to make it a ten minute zoom. Maybe that's what you know. Have a think about no, it. that's what's and also, Yeah, there's a couple of big screens. Yeah. Not like not like uh, MCG elite screens. They're not sexy screens like Marvel, but there are screens down at uh, Arden Street. If you had Rusey, even at least. While he's on the beach, had that
0: training in the background. Well, maybe, maybe that's the thing. Maybe they should go. Mm. Like give Rusey a call and be like, "Mate, okay, can we be a little bit more professional? Okay, yeah. Can you no longer zoom in for five minutes, like <laughs> holding an iPad with your face in that hole on the massage table? <laughs> <laughs> like be in a room, like at a table, at a desk, yeah, just for yeah. five be minutes, in- mate." Just can you be indoors? That's
1: all we ask, Rosie, because we can't hear you. I know it's calming, but the sounds of the ocean, that white noise is really distracting for the player's message.
0: I'm hearing a lot of ukulele in the background, Rosie. Can you
1: you keep it down? The thing that interests me, right, the kangaroos say they're looking for like a Luke Hodge type, like the way that he and Grant Birchall went to um, Brisbane and Jordan Lewis went to Melbourne and kind of, you know, set up structure behind the ball and also an old head that, you know, had some discipline about them, and they say they're looking for that, and you just go, hey, you know your runner, that guy that played uh, 430-odd games for you, Boomer Harvey, who looks like he could still outrun any fucking player on your list? How about you put him back on the ground? Yeah, sure. How about, that? How about you give that a
0: crack? They had a few of the names bandied around the article. Um, Pendles, who is contracted until the end of next year, and then you had Cochin. Yep, uh, Josh Kennedy um, It would Sydney. be
1: an interesting Just going back to Trent Cochin, It would be an interesting one If Richmond bow out earlier He's playing less and less Cotchin Because you know He's just got the soft tissue injuries He's not captain anymore Could he potentially be in that role? Because at least Hodgie was at half back And didn't have to you know Run huge kilometres.
0: Yeah, for sure. And Hodgie was never that kind of, you know, 20K midfielder, you know. Yes. He was the general down back. But then the one that sparked my interest was a little guy called Joel Selwood down at Geelong. Now, he can bring leadership and Mm. he can bring another skill to teach the the players at North Melbourne. A little tactic that's... It's got him through his career ever (laughs) since day dot 2007. Now, if he could head down and just teach North Melbourne players how to duck for that footy (laughs) and, and... get the free kick from the umpire. I think that's what's needed at North. That's the yeah, change no, that, they need. That's
1: true. Yeah, there, too many of them are staying upright
0: in a tackle. No, that's the thing. Got it They're not wrong. collapsing at the knees. They're yeah. not tucking their head. <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah. not walking around with a bandage at the end of the game because they've yeah. put themselves in harm's way like that on purpose yeah. to draw free kicks. I think I think the big battle actually would be get Selwood there. I don't care about the scoreboard for like three years. I care about the free kick count. Okay. Yeah. I think the coach would be coming in at halftime looking at the mm-hmm. stats and going, Hey, St Kilda, five free kicks, North Melbourne, 38 free kicks. We are improving. (laughs) We are improving.
1: Yes. Now, if we can do it in the forward 50 when we get the ball in there, we can have shots on goal from these. So we're getting better. We're getting better.
0: It's the kind of leadership you need uh, down at the Kangas. Yeah, that is true.
1: Now, Michael, I watch a lot of footy. And, you know, when you're watching a lot of footy, you see a lot of the same ads play through. And we've spoken about Google have done quite a few uh, ads related to football. We They're talked cool. about the one where the um, uh, African dad and his daughter are down there and he Googles, he said, what is a blinder? Yeah. And we talked about how if that was, you know, my dad would be, you know, what is a lurker? What is a <laughs> inside soft cock? You know, little things like that.
0: What is an emergency? <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is a medical sub?
1: What is donuts? <laughs> now the, the kind of latest one to sort of replace that. It's been around for a little while. I'm Three assuming months, yeah. a lot of junk timers have seen it. Um, it's a young girl who's probably maybe about 16 years of age, and her she's worried about her grandmother who has Alzheimer's, who lives in a home. And she kind of Googles, can old memories help with Alzheimer's? And she gets these photos of her nan playing footy. And then they go to watch a Geelong game. And it's quite it's quite touching. It's really it's emotional. Beautiful. Yeah. Because like,
0: yeah. the daughter, she, she doesn't barrack for Geelong, but the, the grandma barracks for Geelong. And so when there's a real beautiful moment at the end where the, the granddaughter shouts out, uh, it you ducking <laughs> cheat. It's <laughs> emotional. I get emotional thinking about it right now
1: what i would love in that ad though is if you know because gran gran has trouble remembering and then going to the footy reminds her of what was going on and she yells out "Chewy on your booty if they just let it roll along a bit more and then gran comes out with some casual 1940s <laughs> racism <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like oh fuck, what have we done we've unlocked we've unlocked pandora's box here like, nan's kicking <laughs> off what's he doing on the field all right all right Nan, nan take it easy <laughs> I just think it would be a nice,
0: realistic touch
1: because, you know, not all names are sweet and
0: loving. Yeah, like, all of a sudden she's saying a like, the little man at the dry cleaner's shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Uh. It's just just a missed opportunity. Google, if you need us, we're here for more <laughs> ideas. Come, come, come hit us up.
0: Footballers in real life, Adam? Hit me, hit me. And now let's not forget our live show coming up. Bye week. Uh Sunday, August 28th. Tickets can be found at tribebooking.com. Going to be a spectacular. Ooh, uh, from Daniel, when, uh, we've been talking about the, um, well, I read the air first. Had an impromptu trip to Adelaide this weekend for a bit of a charity-funded junket. Ooh. In brackets, someone else is doing very well for themselves. Uh, and popped into the bottle shop on the way to the hotel to experience some local craft beers. I couldn't believe it when sitting there like an MSG-infused beacon was a single can of Big Shed oh. Matani Super Beer, the chicken-salt-flavoured Ghost. I'm heading out for dinner and will give you a review when I return. Get an email, oh. probably about two or three hours later. Get yeah. it, from Daniel. Review. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, big shit out there, if you do want to send us our, our chicken salt flavoured, or if any time is out there want to send us um, you know, if you yeah, can get yeah. one. Because um, I've got to look back at the website. I, we were talking about the pod last week and it didn't seem to be available, but it might be out there somewhere because we really genuinely want to taste this beer. And we oh, wanna, I want to review it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, from uh, the tag name is Grave Architecture. Uh, I moved from Melbourne to the Adelaide Hills in 2021, mostly to run away from lockdowns before they killed me. Uh, Anyhow, Friday night, I was in a Japanese restaurant in Allgate, uh, and Charlie Dixon sat at the table next to me. He had some kind of prawn roll kind of thing and a can of Coke, which surprised me. Mm. He's unfairly tall and handsome and was wearing a Driving with Dixon t-shirt, which on further inspection is his YouTube channel where he restores and does up classic cars.
1: Yeah, so I think we've spoken about that before. He's got like a bit of a thing going on with that. And he, he I think he likes his kind of older sort of pickup trucks that he's been doing up. I've seen a few of those. I think in an article I saw maybe on the AFL website a couple of years ago.
0: Uh, from Jack, one that hits close to home, comedians in mm. real life, hmm, strong mm. word, uh, spotted a lycra-clad <laughs> Lycra, Lycra Adam Rosenbachs cycling through Brunswick a few weeks ago. Only several hundred meters from the headquarters of a friendly of the friendly bikey community. <laughs> By the time I had a chance to turn around and call him a low dog, see, he was already out of earshot on account of his apparent superior aerobic ability. I'll hang out near the bikey community more frequently in the hope of catching him next time. Yeah, now, thank you, are you Jack. a like? Are you a like clad bike rider, or are you No, I, I I did call Jack
1: out on that. Um, I. I no, I am not. So I would have been on my way to the gym, and I probably just had shorts on, and I would have had a hoodie on because it would have been freezing cold.
0: But do you do a bit of the, skins? do you do a bit of the, the yeah?
1: Nah, not really. Not really, because you get really hot in them quite quickly. I yeah, think yeah. if you're training outdoors, it would be might be worth it, but not for me, mate. Not when you're doing a 10 kilo bench press. It's just not worth it.
0: Yeah, sure. You need it. You have a spotter for that. I'm worried about your safety. Oh, absolutely. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> From Jeremy. I uh, was down at the Mount Erica Hotel in Melbourne on Monday night when a tall, handsome man in a cobalt blue sweater, love the detail this week, guys, mm. caught my eye a few tables away. It was none other than the current AFL CEO, Gillen McLaughlin. Gil was seen tucking into a steak. In brackets, twenty dollar steak night falls on a Tuesday. Yet this was a Monday. Someone is obviously doing very well <laughs> and doesn't care for midweek specials. Appeared to be washing it down with some sort of pale ale responsibly, only having the one pot throughout the entire course of the meal. Gil, I mean, he's
1: he's checked out, hasn't he? He's checked oh, out. Oh, I mean, he's, if he's out on the if he's out on the on the on the gas on a Monday night. On a Monday, mate. I mean, it does not give a fuck.
0: I mean, that's, that's four days before a Friday night game. I mean, you can't be doing oh, that, Gil. I mean, they should bring yeah. in an, an alcohol ban during midweek for Gil. Um,
1: They're going, what, what uh, should we uh, do with uh, the tribunal? And he's going, I, I, it's heaven <laughs> week. Uh,
0: <laughs> it was abusive language to an umpire. Oh, I'm nine, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking fight Yeah, <laughs> I'm king of the world. What do you reckon Gil moves on to?
1: That is an excellent question. I would say, if he's smart, why wouldn't you just take a year out and just enjoy yourself?
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, he'd, he'd have enough money for life now. And by the fact, I mean that when he was born, he had enough money for life. <laughs> yeah, I imagine I'd if he like to see him a like, bit. I'd like to see him, like, next year, if he can actually talk about stuff properly. Like, he'd just be yeah. like... Yeah, fucking so and so a fuckhead, you know. Yeah, yeah fuck. fuck well, that. Maybe
1: we, we maybe we get him on the grand on the uh, grand final show. Or the or the, the, the grand final show. The yeah. show. Yeah, we can get him on. There you go, Gil McLaughlin, our our first guest.
0: Off the leash. Yeah. Hey, uh, and we also want to give a shout out to our friend, who sadly, actually passed away. Uh, Jack Gunson's really sad. dad, JGD, uh, far too young. Um, and uh, the context because we. Uh, uh, it all began by the fact that I would actually see him at the MCG. I'd go and stand in my regular spot, and he would stand a few metres from me in his regular spot. And then eventually, um, I think it was actually when he got the job with the AFL that he kind of moved off into probably other seats. Uh, but we were, I was always keeping an eye out for JJD, and um, the junk time is out there, we're keeping an eye out for JJD. And we do actually want to send our genuine love to his family and the like um, by the fact yeah. that so uh, Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Our condolences, it's very sad news. Yeah. So, we're going to send our love to JJD right now, and we are going to hit the road with the Jonctomo for Pod. See ya. Go, Hawks. Go, Blues.